Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Weekly Scoop. I am excited to introduce Bree. She's a confidence coach. Uh, we talk a lot about confidence with business, relationships, how to surround yourself with the right people, I guess, and just being fully immersed into your own presence and just being present in the moment, not thinking about your past, not thinking about the future too much, just being present in the moment and just really enjoying uh, who you are as a person uh, and being secure with yourself. So before we get into it, investing. Are index funds dead? With towering inflation and elevating interest rates, sticking your money in a passive market fund just isn't going to get you what it used to. But it doesn't mean you have to abandon the market. There's still ways to invest for the future. You just need to know where to look, which is where The Motley Fool comes in. The Motley Fool's Stock Advisor service highlights two stocks each and every month for members to add to their portfolios. And it literally has paid to listen to them. Their average stock recommendation is up 400%. So that's as of April 10th, 2023. And listeners of the Weekly Scoop can now access Motley Fool Stock Advisor for just $89 for the first year. A full $110 off the list price. What are you waiting for? Visit fool.com slash the weekly scoop to start your investing journey today. All right, let's get after it. Welcome, everyone, to another week of the Weekly Scoop. I wanted to deviate a little bit this week, coming back from an enlightening vacation period of my own after just kind of going through some uh, personal events in my life uh, and really just kind of recentering myself. I wanted to come back to, as much as I want to come back to crypto, I want to come back to just the basics of building confidence. And that's what we're going to talk about today with a confidence coach, which uh, I think is a really cool industry that I didn't realize existed till I came across Bree. Uh, I think it was like a few weeks ago, I want to say maybe. And Bree, I appreciate you being here. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. I know it's your first interview, so I'm excited to be that person you get to delve into uh, some practice with. Uh, and I'm really excited for your business, uh, you've had a lot of success on TikTok, uh, specifically that I've seen you, and I'm really excited to, to keep watching you grow and, you know, hopefully maybe uh, delve into some uh, deep topics that uh, can be transitional for both of us. So, yeah, Bree, why don't you uh, introduce yourself, you know, who you are, maybe where you're from, how you got started in the business, you know, if you started somewhere else before. Um, yeah, just who's Bree? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, Coop, you're an amazing guy just from like watching your content. So thank you for having me. My name is Bree. I am a self-confidence coach. I grew up in the Northeast. I am a city girl living in Boston currently. Um, but I'm a confidence coach for mostly women. I will work with certain men that I feel, you know, are willing to kind of drop their ego and let me coach them. Um, so mostly women, some men, you know, that are willing to do this work. So I really focus on manifestation, romantic relationships, people who just got out of a relationship and want to gain their confidence back and pull the power away from their ex and put it back on them. And so I really 
want to help people know that they're powerful and understand that, hey, it's really uncomfortable when you get out of a relationship. I've been there before when you feel very needy and you feel like all of your power and you know everything about your life is based on that person when it's not. It's actually about you loving yourself and putting the power back on you and letting your reality you know, mold into that. So that's really what I focus on. I want people to feel extremely powerful and not put their energy so much into other people. So, wow. yeah. Great <laughs> intro. Um, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> I wish I knew you like eight months ago. I really could. I know. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, yeah. I went um, through, I went through a rough breakup about eight months ago. And, uh, it was, it was one of those things where I did, I was one of those people that let my ex really get a hold of me. Um, mm -hmm. there was just some moments of abuse on the receiving end. Uh, Coop, I can't hear you. I don't know if your mic went off. There we go. Oh, it did. I was turning it down. <laughs> um, so there was there was moments of um, physical abuse that I was on the receiving end of, and then there was moments of uh, emotional abuse and infidelity on the receiving end as well. And mm -hmm. you know, I never really stood up for myself uh, for like I'd say six to twelve months. And you know, when I finally let that go, like that relationship go, uh, like I, I felt free at first, but then like I noticed I still kept her energy in my field. And I noticed it was a hindrance for my own spiritual growth. And it was a hindrance for my business growth as well. Mm -hmm. um, I noticed I had some blockages. Um, and you talk about manifestation. You know, it's interesting how um, when you have blockages spiritually, you can't receive what you want, because the universe gives you what you're ready for the universe doesn't give you what you want. Uh, it's more about your alignment. So um, yeah, it's funny how I definitely wish I, I met you uh, about eight months ago. I'm definitely grateful where I am now, though, currently speaking. And I think uh, maybe it's why God uh, brought us brought us together, because uh, it's it's to shine light on this crucial element of not even just business success, but personal success in your own uh, spiritual journey and your own growth, because that's why we're here. We're here to we're here to learn, we're here to grow. Uh, we're here to succeed so i guess like what initially because how old are you if you don't mind me asking yeah i'm 29 okay so you you went to college right you went to like a four-year college i did i went to a four-year college i uh went to colby Sower college in uh northern new hampshire okay gotcha yeah cool uh i went to a small college in illinois so can can oh, yeah. relate uh it's actually funny because there's uh a quincy I think, isn't there like a Quincy, Massachusetts? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. So I went to Quincy in Illinois. Okay. Uh, so small town, Illinois. But um, anyway, so when you graduated college, what was like the first thing that you did? Like, what was your degree? And, and what did you feel, quote unquote, called to do? But you obviously are here in a very different profession now, which I'm really proud of you for doing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Really great question. So I actually did not graduate. I um, went to school originally for psychology. I have always really loved working with people. I love studying people and what makes each of us different from each other and how do we interact in 
you know, uh, the social aspect as well. So I originally went for psychology. I did want to be a psychologist when I graduated, but I just like college was not my thing. I think I knew I was very different and I wasn't really able to sit still in a classroom and just, there was something about it. It just didn't feel natural to me. And so ultimately like my grades weren't good enough. (laughs) And so, (laughs) you know, I did like flunk out uh, unfortunately, but fortunately, you know, it brought me to all these amazing different experiences after. So, um, after I flunked out the second year, I actually moved back in with my parents. I started serving Mm. and, um, I was like, I want to be a personal trainer. Like I love working out. I love helping people with fitness. (laughs) And so I went to a little school in Boston, Massachusetts, and then I graduated and I worked at a gym called Orange Theory Fitness for six years. Right on. Yeah. (laughs) Orange Theory. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, so I, it's, I mean, it's such a popular chain, right? So, I mean, I, 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 uh, I've like had friends who they taught those classes at Orange Theory. So I've like, they were like, Hey, like, come take a class with me. Like it's free. And, you know, and I was like, yeah, for sure. And those things, like they kick your ass. Like it's, it's, it's a real workout. So, uh, right on That's, that's cool stuff. And it's cool that like you took this experience of, flunking out of school where most people would find this a detrimental experience, but you took it as like a motivation, uh, to, to do what you really wanted to do and not do what maybe someone else wanted you to do, or maybe what society wanted you to do. Like, yeah, that wasn't a part of your plan. And that's, um, that's an amazing, that's an amazing thing because like you really picked yourself back up. Uh, yeah. And- yeah. So keep going. Thank you. Yeah. And, and honestly, like when it happened at first, obviously I was like, am I allowed to swear in here? I swear a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. It's a fucking, like, it's a fucking adult show. So <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand. Like I, you know, honestly it was a miracle I got into college because my GPA in high school was like, it was okay. But I, I just didn't really think I wanted to go to college in general. Then when I got in, I was like, wow, maybe this is my second chance to start Mm. over and prove that like, hey, I can sit down. I can be a good student. I can follow, you know, X, Y, and Z. But actually like flunking out of college to me was almost a, it was a confirmation that, hey, maybe you're not meant to finish college. Maybe you're meant to do something completely different. Um, and so at first I was pissed. Right. But then I was like, okay, let me, let me, let me experience different things. I think that's what life is about is you have to go through the experience. And so honestly, being a personal trainer for six years, I, you know, started in New Hampshire where I was raised and then I allowed me to move to South Carolina and work at Orange Theory down there. And I created so many different relationships with my clients that throughout the years, like, you know, they helped me with so many different things. And ultimately when I wanted to move back to, um, new England, one of my, one of my clients was like, Hey, I know you want to move back to Boston. There's this amazing school. I know you want to do medical device sales. And so like, I went to that school and then I graduated from that school. And now, you know, that's what I do full time is I work in a hospital Mm. in, in Massachusetts as a cardiac device technician. That's like what I do full time while I do my confidence coaching on the side for now. Yeah. Um, but like all of these different experiences have brought me to where I am today, you know, and I make just as much as someone who has a four-year degree, if not more. So <laughs> you know, like, it's funny because you think, yeah, 
you know, we speak of manifestation, we get so pissed when we go through a breakup or when we flunk out of college or when we, you know, aren't accepted to something, a program that we want to do. But it's like, we can't see the other amazing things that are on the other side of that. You know, the universe could be like, hey, I don't want you to spend $200,000 on college. I want you to... (laughs) I want you to go this different route, right? And like, you're going to graduate or you're going to go to two technical schools with with $50,000 of student loans. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like I couldn't see it in the beginning, but now I have much less student loans than students who actually finished a four-year degree and I'm making more most likely. So it's, it's interesting, like speaking in manifestation and that, and that aspect. So, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I, uh, I'm with you 100%. I, I, I'm one of those people that I, I enjoyed college for what it was. I played football uh, as a college athlete. So, you know, I think I learned a lot of uh, just like discipline, commitment, time management, like I learned a lot of good traits. And then I got to be a part of some some great opportunities uh, philanthropically and uh, in leadership as well. So mm-hmm. I do think college taught me a lot of things. However, uh, not having to pay for school was something I was very grateful for. And I get like people not wanting to go to college because of like that financial sacrifice that mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need to make. Um, and it's and it's crazy. I was watching uh, a guy yesterday like on YouTube and he's doing like Skillshare courses and he's like a, a musical beat production uh, type of engineer, I guess, in a sense. And like, you know, it's just like you have Udemy, you have Skillshare, like you just have like so many courses now and things where you can learn a lot of stuff that college curriculums are, are pretty outdated. So uh, power to you. And my question, um, just because you, you talked about Orange Theory, would you say uh, Orange Theory maybe taught you some things in terms of like the confidence coaching that you do now. And I ask that because um, no shade by any means. I just, uh, the people I know that do Orange Theory, they're like big into motivation. They're big into like (laughs) self-confidence and like all those things. So I'm curious, did Orange Theory from like a culture perspective teach you transitional um, skills, soft skills that relate to your confidence coaching? Yeah. Look at you coming in with all the really great questions. Uh, Yeah, 100%. And like for those of you who are listening that don't know, Orange Theory is not one-on-one personal training. It's group fitness training. So there are some studios that can take up to 45 clients at one time. So there would be some times where I would be coaching a class and there would be 45 clients in one class at a time. And it's your job as the coach to make sure everyone's safe, to make sure everyone's having a really good time, to keep your energy really high, to make sure the music is really good. And, and, you know, it's not just like training these people during the class. They also want to know me as a coach after class. And so like, I have to connect with all of them and, you know, they, they all want to get to know me on a deeper level. So a hundred percent coop, like I would say it taught me a lot of soft skills, a lot of how do I communicate with them? How do I make sure they can resonate with me and not just see me as this person that's that might think I'm above them because I'm training them? And, you know, maybe they're trying to lose weight or maybe they're whatever mm. their goal was as far as like fitness. You know, now I have that just with confidence goals. Like I work, you know, how can I help you attract better relationships? How can I make sure that you feel like you're your most confident self when you're going and interviewing for a new job? You know, it's like definitely same 
you know, soft skills on both a hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. So that being said too, do you see your coaching model going beyond the one-on-one capability? Do you see yourself doing group type of sessions or or, uh, maybe group healings? Like where do you see yourself going uh, from a long-term perspective? Because I know that, at least I think I know, uh, you you want to do this is what you really want to do and being a technician it's it's great for the time being um, but yeah I just I feel like you uh, you really want to transition to this you know confidence coaching so will this develop into more group settings as well or uh, where do you see yourself going from there yeah uh, you know I've done a lot of meditating I've done a lot of like I watch motivational speakers on YouTube all the time that's how I got into this whole thing um, I'm obsessed with YouTube <laughs> but yeah, I, I yeah right like speaking of college sorry side note y'all can like teach yourself everything on YouTube that someone in college could learn just as a side note but um I could see myself being the next Mel Robbins Jay Shetty um I do you know who Mel Robbins is Coop is um is that Tony Robbins' wife by chance? No, I don't know. So I don't know who that is. No, they're kind of similar. Like Mel Robbins, um, if if y'all listening have heard of the five second rule, she came up with that book. Um, you should read it if you haven't. It's oh, so good. Okay. So right she, on. yeah, I'll give you her small synopsis. She's also a new Ling- a New Englander. She's from Boston. Her and her husband owned a couple of restaurants in Boston, which also biased. Yeah, I love her. I love her so much. Um, but she and her husband like had a couple pizza restaurants that failed, and then they were so in debt. She was like, I was started creating an alcohol, you know, problem, and I wouldn't want to get out of bed. And she, you know, they had like all these money issues. And she was like, one morning I was watching a NASA commercial and I saw this rocket count from five to one and then it launched off. She was like, What if I just do that for myself? right? I count from five down to one and then I just launch myself out of bed. So she created what's called the five second rule, which actually is like scientifically a way for people to really help themselves with motivation. Like, let's say you don't want to go to the gym, right? Count from five down to one, five, four, three, two, one. Once you get down to one, oh, get out of bed, bring yourself to the gym. So it's like a little science hack that you can do to get yourself to do anything. But Mel Robbins did a TED Talks, I forget how many years ago, but she came very famous for that one thing. And then she, you know, now she's a motivational speaker. She travels, she, um, you know, teaches people how to be more confident. And she speaks on like every aspect relating to confidence. And so I could really, I see a lot of her in me. We, we have a lot of the same characteristics, the way we talk. So ultimately I want to travel and help people in larger groups, you know, larger crowds, do a TED Talks, do yeah. you know, um, things like that. I want to I wanna reach as many people as I can because I really have always felt that I'm meant to do something bigger. I'm not meant to sit at a desk from nine to five, you know, indoors. <laughs> I'm meant to be out helping people because I have this really great energy to me that, you know, I don't really emotionally hold anything. And so it's very easy for me to, to help other people. So definitely like traveling and, you know, speaking in large groups. Nice. Okay. Yeah. No, that, that definitely makes sense. Uh, I, I think a lot of us want to do that. Uh, and, and I think it's great. And I think it's an ability to, 
to reach a wider audience, which I know is, is crucial when you're trying to scale and, and grow yourself kind of as a, as a brand. Um, so yeah, good point. And yeah, the, the five second, uh, rule, I'm definitely, I'm going to have to take a look at that. That's, that's pretty awesome. Um, so kind of going back to getting into this space of, uh, confidence coaching, what was the event that led to it? And I guess like what, like what exactly motivated you to want to like heal others through your personal experiences? Yeah. Oh, this is such like a loaded question for me because there's so many different ways I could go. But ultimately for me, it really was toxic relationships. Um, You know, I would, I would like being raised, I was always the black sheep. I was always the, the daughter who didn't finish college, the daughter who kind of took her own route. And then, you know, in relationships, I felt like I felt like I wasn't showing love for myself. And so I would attract men that would treat me poorly and I would allow it. Right. And that happened for so long up until I was 27. I'm 29 now. And then I was like, okay, something's going on here. Like I have to take a step back and look at myself and say, is it me? Like, and you know, I would spend a lot of nights crying on the weekends over men. I would like on holidays, you know, when, if, if I wasn't in a relationship, I would always feel like I needed to be in a relationship. I just felt very lack within me. And I was like, I gotta like do something and take a step back and, and look at everything bigger picture. So ultimately mm-hmm. there was one relationship where I went through that triggered all of the healing work. Um, and I, I met this guy that I really enjoyed. I really liked him. I was like, wow, we met very naturally at a bar in Boston. And I, I was like, wow, I could see myself marrying this guy. Um, And, you know, we hung out. And then one night I texted him like flipping out. I was mad because he was with his family. um, And he just like wasn't answering my texts and all this and that. And ultimately he ended up cutting me off. And he said, you know, it's inappropriate that you're talking to me like this while I'm with my family. Like I'll, I'll call you later. And he had really strong boundaries with me. And I think for me, I was taken back. I was like, wow, I have never seen a man put up boundaries like this and actually cut me off. And I think to me, you know, I was like, I, I can't risk losing someone like this again. That's actually a really great man. And I remember being out with one of my girlfriends um, that was visiting me from Florida And we were at lunch and the only thing I could think about was him. Like, where is he? What's he doing? Who's he with? Right. And I just wanted to check social media. Um, And I I remember thinking I can no longer allow myself to feel this way. I can no longer allow myself to be out with my girlfriends wondering what a dude's doing and be so consumed with that, that I can't focus on my friend visiting me and enjoying that. Right. Because we have to learn to be like, Part of life, to me, the biggest part of life is going through experiences and being present. Because if you're not present, you're in the past and you're thinking yeah. about the past, right? You're not being present. Right. You're currently with. Yeah. And in that moment, I was taking away from my friend that was visiting me because I was worrying about a dude, right? And so I was like, mm-hmm. I got to feel myself. Like, So I actually, I did research on on coaches online, I was like, Mm -hmm. what kind of coach can I look for? And so 
Uh, shout out to Dylan James. I don't know if he'll ever hear this, <laughs> but he's on YouTube. Send, send, um, send it to him. <laughs> on YouTube. Um, and he, same thing. He's a, he's a mindset coach that focuses on relationships and he helps people get, he helps people change their subconscious beliefs to believe that they're worthy for an amazing relationship. And I was like, bet I'm going to start doing everything that he tells me to do. I didn't pay for him. I just took his practices like everything wow. he gave for free on YouTube, right? I didn't date for six months. I didn't drink for six months. I focused on me. I went through like a huge spiritual awakening. I was meditating every single night. I was doing breath work two or three times a day. I was regulating my autonomic nervous system so that I wouldn't get so anxious. Um, when it came to dating, I, I was doing everything. I was doing self-concept tracks for, for six months. I really didn't uh, even my friends, like I wasn't talking to my friends. And ultimately that for me, once I stepped out into the world again, people were treating me differently, right? Because mm. I did the work. And so that was the first time I started seeing like, holy shit, it's not external validation that fulfills us. It's us doing the healing work that then pours into the way others treat us. And when I started going on dates, it was no coincidence then that the only men I was going on dates with were like, oh, I meditate. Do you know who Dr. Joe Dispenza is? Do you know who Mel Robbins is? Do you, right? And it's like, now we have things in common because I've done the healing work. They've done the healing work. They're, based on the law of attraction, those are the only kinds of people you can attract. And so I don't know if you've experienced that now, right? That you've been out of a relationship for eight months and you've done the healing work. I don't know if you've gone on dates and you've experienced that same thing as well. First, uh, I just want to say thank you for <laughs> opening up and, and sharing your deep personal story. And I'm also proud of you for taking radical responsibility and accountability for everything that's happened in your life, because it's crazy. Like the way you're talking is so opposite from what I see on social media from like a, a dating perspective, um, mm -hmm. just because it's this whole like contrast of man versus woman right mm -hmm. now. But like you are taking radical accountability and saying, I was the person that uh, was like wrong in the like, I don't believe in right and wrong, like in a sense of, uh, Eckhart Tolle, the way he explains about like the needing to be right is not the way to go about things, but like the way you just centered in like, okay, there was something that I did that actually wasn't a healthy thing, mm -hmm. which is incredible. You actualized it. And then you, instead of hating this person or like talking shit on this person, like you went within yourself, healed yourself and, and made yourself better um that's incredible uh and and that's just that's i hope the people that are listening to this whether you're a man or a woman i hope you understand like what was just said because like when you take radical accountability no matter what happens to you no matter what like the partner does to you it's more of a, that partner did for you because it was a projection of your internal subconscious and you worked on that and that's really cool. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of points that resonated for me as well. Um, especially since, yeah, having a, 
a break of about eight months ago and then yeah just not dating for yeah about six or seven of those months and then putting myself out there mm-hmm. pretty much recently uh has been it's it's been a lot different for sure and i've attracted a lot of like-minded people for sure um and i've made a lot of genuine friendships uh, and connections because of doing the inner work and healing. And yeah, it starts with um, the Joe Dispenza breath work and like the Joe Dispenza meditation, uh, which I got into Joe Dispenza in like 20, was it 2020? I think it was like 2020 or 2021. So like I've done the meditative practices for like years. And I always forget that. Like I I've had a spiritual awakening recently, but like I've, I started the journey like in 2020 and I'm just like, holy shit. Like I've came a long way, um, from just being a matrix goer and like doing my job, you know, trying to exercise, work out, play video games, you know, go out and party on the weekends and stuff like that, all the superficial shit. And then, yeah, like started meditating and then I noticed like my mindset changed over time. And then like I really delved into it basically the past like 12 to 18 months. And like doing a shadow work coach was one of the best experiences that I had because it also actualized my relationship. My girlfriend was the shadow because my shadow work coach was like, you need to like, she didn't directly say like she's a problem. She just, she just stated need to look at your relationship there could be some shadows there like and i i played it off like no like it's 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 nothing and it was actually something but like doing the work like that is so crucial and then it it just it just keeps going deeper and like as you keep going deeper you uncover more about yourself and like there's still insecurities that will always come up Mm -hmm. for all of us, like there's always something, you know, you're never going to be perfect. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what you just like have to do every single day. Like just keep an open mind with, with who you are and where you've come. And then just like, yeah, being, being present in the moment was always a difficult task. And I think that's been difficult for everyone. Cause like when you focus on the past, like when you focus on the past, you usually focus on like pain related memories at times. And then, like, you want to focus on the future because, like, you want the future to be this. Like, you always want to paint this picture, right? 100%. And then, like, you just you forget where you are. Um, and when you forget where you are, you you don't you take the people and, and moments in your life for granted. So that's yeah, that's just it's just amazing how uh, you've you've stated all these things that. Uh, I mean, it just, it all makes sense and it all makes, it all makes sense on how we connected then too, just because we're all interconnected. Um, 100%. so you started this business recently, but you've been creating content for, you said over a year now. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think timeline wise. So I've been on. I think my time might be a little bit skewed. So I've been on TikTok for, I've sorry, I've been on TikTok for like a year and a half. And I started my confidence coaching business in August. It'll be a year. 
So gotcha. um, the first like few months of my TikTok, I wasn't really sure. I was like, I just know I enjoy speaking on manifestation. I know I have really great energy to get off to to talk about. Um, and, you know, I really just wanted to go on there and talk about manifestation and becoming better. You know, how can we better ourselves? And then I realized that, you know, hey, I've done this work on myself. I created a guideline for myself during that process I was healing. You know, I would wake up, do the affirmations, do the breath work. There was a step-by-step guideline I had for myself. And I thought, hey, I can teach this to other women that are going through the same thing that I'm going through. Let me start a confidence coaching business. And so when I started it last August, it took off. I made like a few thousand dollars my first month. Um, and, you know, I, I didn't charge as much as I'm charging now because obviously I had to start somewhere and I wanted to kind of, you know, tweak things around and figure out what worked and what didn't. And I just kept going and I'm here today. (laughs) You know, I've bumped up my prices a lot, of course, because now I know what I had to take out and what I had to work around. And, you know, my program was originally four weeks. Now it's six weeks. And based on client testimonials, I've changed things around and it's been you know, I've changed lives. I've literally had one girl that got out of a relationship, a five-year relationship, and she was devastated, of course, as you would be, you know, you, especially if you think you're supposed to marry someone. And, you know, now she is four weeks of working on self-love. She's, you know, traveling. She's already in a new relationship. Her ex came back. She didn't want him. And it's like, when you really begin to, to understand that, Law of attraction is real. Law of assumption is real. And when you focus all of your attention on loving yourself and you take the power away from that person, not only do exes come back, but you feel more confident and then you attract a better version of someone else. That's where you are. Right. Um, And because manifestation is real, whether you're down here or whether you're up here. So like if you and I are feeling crappy about ourselves we're going to attract someone who also feels crappy about themselves. And you can still get into a relationship that way, but it's not going to be the best version of of yourself. And so that's why you ultimately want to begin self-love and begin, you know, understanding who you are, because once you do that, someone's going to meet you at that level. And it's been like, I've cried multiple times when, when my clients send me texts and they're like, you have no idea how much you've changed my life. It's really the best feeling ever. So it's been really great. Yeah, no, that's, that's (laughs) incredible to hear. Um, it's, it's one of those things where you, when you take a look in the mirror and you ask what you see, like you ask yourself what you see, Mm -hmm. it's really important to understand the response that you give yourself for sure, like your inner dialogue. And I feel like you bring that out. And it's funny how you talk about how you got a psychology or you were looking to get a psychology degree Mm -hmm. and you're basically doing what a psychologist is doing, but you're not (laughs) doing the Rockefeller school of uh, brainwashing, like the school of programming. You're doing it your own way with, um, I don't know if you have certifications or not, but like you're doing it without all the the doctorate like rhetoric bullshit. And I just find this a crucial element to express to the listeners because 
I think part of the limiting belief is obtaining all this knowledge or obtaining like these certifications or obtaining like these credentials and you're doing it like you're proving it and you're getting the results without needing all the bullshit, like the bullshit metals that come along with it. Exactly. So was that ever, was that ever a limiting belief with you? Because like as a confidence coach, you've had to build your own confidence, not just as a relationship or just as like a woman, um, which you you have that. Like I, I can sense that from you. I can feel that from you. But like from a, from a business perspective, did you have any limiting beliefs when you were on this journey of trying to create this business? Oh my God, such a, that's like my favorite question. A hundred percent, yeah. Because, you know, First of all, I work in the medical field, right? And for me, even going from being a personal trainer to being in the medical field, I not even just related to my business, right? Like being in the medical field, not having a college degree, there were limiting beliefs there. Well, am I good enough to be in this job? I work with biomedical engineers, nurses, and doctors all day. So, right, there's a limiting belief of, am I good enough? I don't have a bachelor's degree. Am I good enough to be here? And then when it came to my self-confidence business, once I actually gained that confidence, even then there were some limiting beliefs. What makes me good enough to teach other people how to gain confidence? And then when I, again, I had to step back and think about it. And I was like, wait, to me, experience teaches you more than a book or a degree could ever teach you. Like if I went through all these shitty failed relationships and I didn't pass college and all these things happened to me. I've been through all of those experiences and I did the work to get me to where I am today. So of course there were limiting beliefs, but part of becoming better is overcoming your limiting beliefs and just pushing through the fear because you, you have to, as Dr. Joe Dispenza says, living in the unknown is a huge part of getting the dream life that you really want pushing through limiting beliefs and like living in the unknown. So a hundred percent there were limiting beliefs. Yeah. Just had to push through it and trust. Mm. Yeah. Trust. Trust is huge. So were there any practices that you did to overcome those limiting beliefs, like on a subconscious level? Yeah. So not not exactly. So, you know, on a daily basis, I still practice. I still do my affirmations three times a day. I still listen to subliminal tapes, which initially, essentially, excuse me, reprograms your subconscious mind while you're sleeping. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say I did any affirmations really like pertaining to I'm going to be a really you know, popular business owner or anything like that. But I I still did self-love, self-concept affirmations, which when you're working on reprogramming your subconscious and you're working towards something, it evens Mm. it out. So Mm. like your limiting beliefs subside when you continue to work on loving yourself and you continue to believe that you're worthy of certain things, if that makes sense. Um, Because, you know, there you're, you're, Essentially what I do is you have different brainwave states that your brain goes into. And so right before you go to bed and right as you wake up are the two most powerful times of the day because your subconscious mind, which runs 90% of your programming, is more open 
to reprogramming those thoughts from when you were a child. So like from childhood, if I didn't finish college or if I didn't do well in school, I always felt like I was never enough or you're never going to amount to anything. You're never going to make a lot of money because you don't have a bachelor's degree. You reprogram that part of your brain so that autonomically or automatically during the day, you know, those thoughts that are running are, no, I am worthy. I am chosen. I am good enough to make a lot of money. I am, you know, this, this, and this. So it's like reprogramming your mind to automatically believe you're worthy for those things. Yeah, absolutely. No, I asked because that was the biggest uh, change of events of, of my journey was going into the subconscious and mm-hmm. basically clearing out the weeds. And, and the weeds of the subconscious are deeper than just like, oh, I'm worthy of money or I'm worthy of a partner. I'm worthy of, you know, external, you know, insert external tangible item. Yes. When it's not about that, it's about the, the weeds of your subconscious are, am I worthy of love? Am I worthy of affection? Am I worthy of being connected with people? Am I worthy, um, of safety? Am I worthy of security? Like, it's almost like you have to go vague because when you go vague with your weeds and you pluck them and then put in your mindset, your subconscious that I am worthy of love. I am worthy of being connected. I am worthy of safety. I'm worthy of security. When you go that vague and you clear out the, the shrubbery, like you, you enhance your life on the external because it's just feedback of your internal. And like when you go to the 5D, the 3D is going to catch up with you. Like your third dimension will catch up with your fourth and fifth dimensional self when you do the work and and go up in there um, and, and try not to put an attachment or timeline on some tangible thing because that's what society wants you to do. Society wants you to be attached because society wants you to be insecure So like that being said, that's why like people care about like what their house, you know, has to look like or what like what type of car they drive or like some sort of external monetary thing, like how they dress. And there's nothing wrong with that by any means. Like if you want if you want to drive a Lambo, cool, cool as shit. Um, If you want to if you want to dress like in nicer clothing, absolutely. I like to dress up and look nice, too. Absolutely. But when you put your identity into that external thing, you're missing the point of why you want to become a higher level of yourself, which is you want to be worthy of love. And if you're just going to buy a Lambo to make yourself feel loved, then clearly you don't love yourself. And that's, that's why I try to emphasize the point of like, you got to go vague. You can't just be like, I'm worthy of being a millionaire. Are you? Because like, do you truly love yourself because if you don't you may get to the million dollars but like it's gonna look a lot different for you than when you're like a fully aligned soul so yeah that's uh and actually i guess my next question for you is like your spiritual journey since you were like did you grow up religious at all or did you grow up in like a religious household did that like have an effect on your spirituality then and I guess now as well yeah yeah um I so I'm Greek I'm 100% Greek so I was raised Mm -hmm. Greek Orthodox 
Um, you know, my family, we go to church on Easter, we go to church on Christmas, we, um, my family goes to church, not every Sunday, but um, for the major holidays. And yeah, that's a great question. The past year, I went through a real, the past two years, excuse me, I went through a really deep spiritual awakening. And I started meditating more intentionally with Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditations and all that. And I really started to believe that God is not one entity that we should look up to. He's actually within all of us. You know, we each, I think that society tries to bring us down by making us believe there's one higher power when we're actually all little pieces of the universe or God. And we are all super powerful. We just have to believe that and see that part of us and reprogram our our supercomputer to believe that. Um, And so, yes, when... I was done with my spiritual awakening. It was really hard for me to tell my family like, Hey, I'm sorry, I'm not coming to church because I no longer believe in that. And, um, you know, my family were super close and I had to actually stay away from them during my whole spiritual awakening. There were things that they didn't understand that I did. And I was like, I really needed to be alone to heal myself without them questioning why I'm doing certain things. Cause that makes it harder you know, like when we're healing and people are asking us questions like, and, and that's what happens when you start to gain confidence and you up level and you go through a spiritual awakening, people are going to be like, Hey, why are you not doing this with us anymore? Why aren't you coming out and drinking <laughs> with us? Right. Yeah. I'm sure you experience that. Like, why aren't you coming yeah. out and drinking with us anymore? And it's like, because I'm healing myself, I want to be something bigger. I don't want to sit at home and drink and do all this and that. So I know I got off topic a little bit there, but a hundred percent, like, I was raised Greek Orthodox and I had to, you know, kind of slyly tell my family, I don't really believe in that anymore. So that was, that was tough for sure. That was, no, that was great. Thank you for sharing all those details. That's yeah, exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I grew up Roman Catholic, uh, grew up mm-hmm. in a Catholic family. And I think the biggest program created by religion is to worship one person or one thing to distract from actually finding it within yourself exactly and i truly believe that uh because the the thing is and this is just my spiritual religious soapbox i'll just go on for a second but so jesus was a man who had untapped potential with his mind because he he hacked his mind and his soul and he was just a higher level state of consciousness and that's why he did like all these things that uh the bible recorded like you know walked on water and and shit like that you know like it's like am i skeptic on maybe some of the things yeah sure absolutely um just because you know i i've turned from believing everything to being a skeptic on everything on you know the full truth like what's the full truth i've always asked those questions um when i got older and you know started to be able to think for myself and you know Mm -hmm. live alone and all those things so but the thing is like if jesus came down today he would be like what the fuck are you guys doing like why are you worshiping me like he he wouldn't want to be worshiped because he was a guy that truly figured out god is within me right and that's why he stated like i am the son of god 
And that's, that's what we all have to figure out within ourselves is like the inner, like the inner godliness within ourselves. But religion wants you to fixate on something other than you because right. individuality is not what they want. Uh, it's because it's free thinking. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely tough because I've gone through ebbs and flows of just like going to church and then like not doing the Catholic church, but then going to like non-denominational Christian church and then like mm -hmm. finding some sort of thing that, uh, <laughs> as like in dating would say the ick, like I got the ick <laughs> and you know, it's just, there, there's definitely just a lot of things that there's just a lot of questions. And like, I just, I need to find that. And like, you won't find those answers when you're influenced by other people. Um, so good on you to, to, to do that. And thank you for sharing that, that upbringing. Cause I know that sometimes it's hard to talk childhood things, uh, yeah. especially when, you know, there's, there's a lot of programming, deep programming, but um, it's good that like you still have a good con um, connection with your with your family. Because my next question is, since you're a confidence coach, obviously, with what you have gone through personally, mm -hmm. do you see a lot of people that you coach as they level up, they lose like friendships? And do they bring those, not complaints maybe, but do they like come to your sessions, maybe not crying, but they're just like, oh my God, like I lost like these friends because, and they like don't want to hang out with me anymore. And like you talked about like not drinking and stuff like that. Did you have that a lot when you were up, up, you know, up and coming, up and rising? And did, have you experienced that a lot with like your clients too? Like, I'm yeah. just curious. Yeah. Totally. So when I was going through my spiritual awakening, I cut off all my friends, honestly. <laughs> yeah. There was like a couple standing. Um, it's shitty. It's unfortunate. But when you're leveling up, people are either going to be jealous of you or they're going to look down on you and be like, why are you changing? We people just get so comfortable with this version of you that they start to get uncomfortable when you change and you become something better. And if people's minds aren't open, they can't expand with you. And so unfortunately, like this is what you were saying earlier is releasing that blockage because sometimes when we have people around us who are holding us back, it like makes it hard to continue to move forward. So yeah, I cut off friends. I, um, you know, you can't, I mean, you can cut some of your family off if they're really toxic. <laughs> thankfully, I'm super grateful. Like my family was not okay at first. They were like, you're never around. You've been acting really weird. Um, you know, and my family now, thankfully, a year later is very open. I didn't have to really explain myself too much. Um, but yeah, I cut friends off. I was not near my family for a while. As far as clients, I definitely have one client that, um, you know, she had issues with her mom in general and her mom was very toxic to her. And I said, Hey, listen, you don't really have to put up with your mom if you don't want to. Like, I think we, I think this is another thing is that we feel like because our mother, you know, birthed us and raised us, like that doesn't mean you have to stick around a toxic relationship. If someone's making you feel bad mm. about wanting to level up your life, then right by all means, cut them off. Like, I don't fully believe 
you have to stick around just because they're blood, in my opinion. That's just my, that's just the way I view it. But yeah, I've had clients who definitely have, you know, stepped away from their family because they've had to. Um, as far as like friends, none of my clients have really opened up about losing friends or anything like that. I think some people, depending on your preference, can handle friends that are at a lower vibration when you're advancing and just like not hanging out with them as much instead of fully cutting them off, you know? So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I do have a interesting question. Um, it might trigger some people listening to this, which is okay. Um, I, I enjoy, uh, having sometimes controversial topics come up. Have you run into people in the spiritual space that come off authentic or whatever, but they're actually putting on a facade type of image? Um, and I ask this just because, being in a collective group right now, that's a bunch of conscious entrepreneurs and having just some, um, I guess like interesting falling outs or just like interesting, um, petty actions. Uh, have you run into people in this spiritual space where it's not actually as aligned as, uh, what they seem to give off? Because I do say this in, I, I don't want to stray people away from spiritual space, conscious space at all. It's just um, I definitely always tell people, be sure to check your, your gut feelings when you're interacting with some of these people in the space. Because with you, I feel genuine. I definitely feel a genuine connection with you. And I definitely feel a genuine consciousness in you. And it's not like you're trying to manipulate. Mm -hmm. Um but have you run into have you run into characters like that at all? Not a lot. Not a lot. I can say I am very sensitive now to even my friends and some yeah. of my friends who will say, "Oh, I don't need validation from this man," or, um, "Oh, you know, like I'm a boss bitch and like this and this." Like, I do have some friends where I can sense that they say they're not needy or they sense that they're like super confident, but maybe are not. Um, so from that aspect, I've seen that a little bit, not necessarily. I feel like to be honest, I don't really attract many people who aren't authentic. Mm. If that makes sense. I feel like I'm very authentic to who I am. And if I meet someone who's not authentic, I choose not to entertain them. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah maybe. I got to check myself sometimes, to be honest with you, because uh, I know that I've attracted some inauthentic people mm -hmm. that are in the spiritual space, oh, interesting. Um, especially from, yeah, especially from like an entrepreneurial standpoint um, where they, you know, talk about high level business discussions um, or, you know, whether it's the crypto space, the credit card repair space or, um, sovereignty space you know there's definitely um that i've even encountered in you know a collective group that i'm in uh like definitely have to check you know i have to check myself and check other people and don't matter if uh i'm i'm a type of person that doesn't really care. like i care about your feelings 
absolutely like i don't want to personally hurt anyone yeah or whatever uh but when i speak my truth i know that some people aren't gonna like it and that's just that's what it is and that's like yeah it's like fine with me um and you talked about it too with like your family and 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 some of your friends and like those things when you were speak when you started speaking your truth like going on this journey did you find it difficult at first and do you still find difficulties every now and then with what you're doing especially on tiktok too because tiktok you can open the line to uh pissing comments (laughs) yeah 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 i i (laughs) trust me every time i talk about like uh xrp in the crypto space oh i piss a lot of people off in that community uh if i talk about nfts that pisses a lot of people off um even when i talk about like the like just the construct of your mind and like a business like it it can be successful um and that like money's not real that like pisses people off too like you know it's just um yeah so do you still do you ever come across like difficulties now and did you have difficulties when you first started of just like speaking your truth like you know your throat chakra being wide open in a sense yeah honestly no because i've always been very outspoken Mm. i've always spoken i've always spoken speaks my mind um yeah (laughs) Uh, I've always speak to my mind. I've always really stated what's on my mind. Um, I think prior to all this self-confidence work, there was a little bit like a small part of me that would talk really big, but yeah. internally be like, eh, if you know, what I mean. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, right? Like yes. there's, there are a lot of people who give off this confident, like talk about being confident but then on the inside they're actually dying a little bit and that was me before i would like you know pretend i was super confident but then on the inside i was dying a little bit but um now i the great thing about being confident is that and at least the way i teach confidence is you show up as your authentic self which means you say what you want and you really don't give a shit about what anyone else thinks Um, so really no blockages as far as like, Hey, I'm gonna, you know, if I go on a date and I'm not interested in someone, I'm not scared about hurting that person's feelings. It's not my Mm. job to monitor your emotions. It's your job to monitor your emotions. And it's my job to speak my truth, which is I don't want to go on another date with you. you. So I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings, but, um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely, I mean, part of, part of owning your own business coop or like, you know, having a TikTok is controversy. You're going to piss some people off and that's part of of it. Right. And I I think controversy is okay because it almost makes you bigger. It almost makes right. Like you create, you create conversation, you create, you know, people giving their sides. Well, I don't think of that. And I think this, and I don't think you can really become someone if you're just agreeing with everyone. Mm. You have to show controversy and have different opinions and you just can't care about what other people think. There's always going to be haters, no matter what, even if you were trying to make everyone really happy, there's still going to be a hater. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. It was interesting how you mentioned people that try to come off 
confident, but you know, inside the, it, it seems like they're dying on the inside or there's just like some sort of blockage. Um, and that's, and that's what I meant when I, you know, talked about this like spirituality space, consciousness space. I, I've seen people that try to talk a big game, uh, but it, the results don't really add up or just like the energetics don't really add up and it just, it just comes off uh, a certain way. And usually it's, it's presenting yourself on social media uh, a certain way, uh, whether it's, it's trying to look really affluent or um, trying yeah to talk a big game or to do the clickbait type of um, type of videos uh it's it's very interesting you know to to discuss these things and then you know in the end it's also projecting your own insecurities at the same time which i definitely struggle with that one the most and i guess like have you i guess have you checked yourself um in terms of like whenever you talk about a situation with someone do you take a look back and you're like oh is this like me projecting like this xyz insecurity because i do that i do that uh, a fair amount i'm just whenever i talk about something and i'm just like oh shit i'm projecting <laughs> like you know it's just crazy yeah 100 percent. and um again going back to dr joe dispenza his whole thing is it's not about the reaction it's how long do you sit in that emotion from the reaction right so it's it's like the same thing with um, with projections, it's like, are you self-aware to know, Hey, I'm projecting this. Like mm. you were saying, you're self-aware. So that's amazing. Right. So you're self-aware. So you can take a step back and look at it and think about that next time you're using that experience to get better when you have that same conversation with someone else. Um, and yeah, this happened to me last week. Like I had an ex from five years ago, come back into my life recently and he was part of my life when i was very insecure um he was a man that cut it off and i would text him i miss you every single week and oh, i would wow. ask him to reply um and yeah that honestly like <laughs> I, and i i love to show that side of me like i'm not perfect i used to be this girl who was extremely anxiously attached and now i'm secure and yeah. i've been there before um, and, and when he came into my life, he brought out Brianna 1.0, the old Brianna. And I actually flipped out on him a couple weeks ago and I was like, shit, that's, I'm like, <laughs> ego. Yeah. And my old version is coming out and I had to be self-aware in that moment. Like, oh fuck, like this old person is bringing out old Brianna, you know? And it's kind of the same thing as projecting. It's like being self-aware that certain people are bringing out certain sides of you and to check yourself at the door and be like this is not part of this new version of coop 2.0 or brianna 2.0 that i've created mm. yeah. yeah absolutely i used to uh i was an anxious attachment style too now i'm definitely more secure i've definitely actually even tangled with um avoidant like at times and i didn't even realize it until like going through my own journey i was like oh, wow i was i was very avoidant like at this period of time in life mm -hmm. usually it was usually after 
I've had three relationships last over like a two, two and a half year span. Like Mm -hmm. all of them lasted over like two years in a sense. After those breakups, I went from like anxious to like hyper avoidant. Mm. Um, And I was like in that cycle and it was a constant cycle. And the only way to break that cycle is to finally like after breakup, deal with your shit deal with your childhood trauma, deal with your, your demons, actually deal with it. Um, and then come, when you come back, you notice now, like you're, you're just, you're more secure. Um, and, and it's really crazy to think about how there's parallels with kind of what you're saying and like actually my own experiences. And I'm sure, you know, people listening right now have gone through, similar experiences to what you're saying as well. And uh, yeah, we're not perfect beings. And that's what is the beautiful part of the human experience. And in my opinion, is the human experience, we get to we get to be flawed. And we get to we get to make mistakes. And then we get to learn from those mistakes. Definitely. And then when we learn from those mistakes, we make other mistakes. And we just we just constantly get to live each and every day as a new adventure of who is who is Bree going to be today or, or who's Cooper going to be today. So that's, totally. that's really dope. Yeah. And I guess, um, since you talk about like going on dates now and, and those things, like, so I guess like, are you now in a place where do you go out now? Like, do you socialize on weekends? Do you actually, do you drink actually, if you don't mind sharing that information as well? Like, like since yeah. you've done your healing, like, have you tried to like, I guess, quote unquote, like balance into the human experience? Yeah. Great question. I definitely am actively dating. Um, I'm very picky. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I, again, I've been on like some of the best dates I've ever been on in my 29 years in a very short time frame of four or five months because now that I really love myself, I'm going on real genuine dates. I'm meeting like men who also read a lot, take care of themselves. And so I can say as a whole, I'm attracting a more secure man. Um, it's just that I'm, you know, I need everything to be there. I also need like the attraction to be there. So yeah, I'm actively dating. Um, I am not currently drinking because I've been on a detox Yeah. since um, March, I actually wanted to lose some weight. And so I went on an all fruit and veggie detox. So I've been only eating fruits <laughs> and vegetables for a month and a half. Um, wow. and everything. yeah. And it's been, again, like talk about spirituality. That has been an extra level because when we think about us as human beings, we're energetic human beings, right? Like mm-hmm. everything's based on energy and my business has done better. Like I'm seeing angel numbers everywhere. It's because fruits and vegetables just have a different like energy going into your body than meat does. Um, and that's a whole other, that's a whole other conversation. Um, but I'm going to stop my detox at the end of June. So then I'll start drinking again. And That'll be interesting. I went out last night with some friends and I didn't drink. I just had soda water with a lime in a cup. And honestly, it was amazing. I was like, wow, I thought it would be harder to go out and not drink, but it was, it was perfect. No one was asking me really, like, are you drinking? I didn't, 
it, it was, I still had a great time even though I yeah. wasn't drinking. So I will say I do like drinking here and there. I think it's fun to kind of be under the influence sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like to have fun. Uh, oh man. Yeah. Uh, damn anyway. it. yeah so I, I do think like some spiritual teachers I, and honestly, I wouldn't consider myself a spiritual teacher. I just really enjoy law of attraction. I think it's amazing to really understand the laws of the universe um and some spiritual teachers don't believe in drinking me i'm like screw it i think it's okay to have a drink here and there and kind of get under the influence and feel good in a different way um (laughs) so i probably will be vegan after this detox but i definitely will yeah continue to drink here and there so yeah good for you yeah that's uh that's incredible uh yeah like I asked that just because, yeah, there's 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 this thing. And I guess maybe that's, you know, when I went back to that consciousness space and sometimes it's seeming like ingenuine or inauthentic. It's like, yeah, part of it's the drinking thing or, you know, um, drug usage in terms of like smoking weed, um, like the spiritual space, like demonizing like people that smoke weed or people that have a drink every, every now and then, you know, and it's just like, I believe in balance. Like I've always believed in balance. I've actually created some of my best works under the influence from a poetic standpoint with my two Mm -hmm. books. Some people are like, I really love this, this and this. And I was like, I was blackout drunk when I wrote that shit. Like, I'm not kidding you. Like there were, there were times where I was like really blacked out or really high. And I wrote some of my best works that people really enjoy. And it's just, you know, I, I call it the Ken, the Kendrick Lamar um, theory where it's just like, dude was really fucked up when he wrote some of his songs, but it's one of the like oh people God, love crazy. that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah. It's one of those things where it's just balance, you know, and having the human experiences uh, just having fun with it. And, you know, that's, you know, whether you smoke a little weed here and there, have a drink here and there. Uh, I do psychedelics, you know, here and there. So like, mm-hmm. whatever. And like, yeah, that's like another thing too. It's like, uh, you know, those, those same people that demonize like weed and alcohol, they'll like do psychedelics like every day or like every week, you know, every weekend almost to a point where it's a crutch, you know? So that's like, that's the only time where, you know, I think like, let's address this. Like if you use something as a crutch when it's an escapism and you can do that with psychedelics too, do that with anything. And, um, like same with work or like over, like over exercising, like going to the gym for like four hours, like, you know, and, and depleting your body. Like there's, you can overdo anything is what I'm trying to say. Definitely. So it's just like, don't demonize anything. Just take it for what it is use it don't use it have fun with it that's all um so thank you for that clarification and yeah good for you on the the detox i'm actually i'm back from vacation and i stepped on the scale and i'm like all right so we're gonna gonna not drink for a while we're gonna detox um as i have my kombucha over here um we're gonna detox and clean out the body a little bit um so i'm i'm with you on on the uh doing some some healthier habits <laughs> definitely for but, sure yeah did yeah. you have anything that i guess like you wanted to either ask me or 
heart with the audience, the listeners, anything motivational that you want to say, any anything you, you need to plug from like a social media perspective or yeah, just like whatever. The floor is yours. The one thing I want to leave everyone with is remember that when you're dating, you're not just dating to find someone, you're dating to use people as mirrors of yourself. And instead of going from one relationship into another, if you find that your past relationship wasn't exactly up to par to what you would want, I want you to take a step back and think, where can I become a better human being? And shift your mindset and your perspective instead of putting yourself in victim mode and what someone did to you, put yourself in a learning mode and how can I use this experience to better myself to make sure that I'm taking on the fact that that relationship didn't work out and like, where can I learn and become better? And that will change your whole life because ultimately the, you know, better relationships you're going to attract, whether that's romantic or friendships are going to be when you are on your highest frequency, which means you need to do the work on yourself to attract that into your life. So shifting from victim mindset to how can I take this bad experience and learn something about myself? Right on. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, do you want to plug your, your socials real quick? Um, yeah. So you guys can find me on TikTok under, um, I think it's Brianna Nicole. Um, I have to like check it again. So it's Brianna <laughs> Nicole with, um, with, four underscores and you'll see me pop up as Brie confidence coach. My Instagram, my business Instagram is Brie Nicole with four underscores. Or if you just go to TikTok, you can also follow my Instagram based on the link there and coaching. You can always reach out to me through TikTok as well. Gotcha. Okay. Do you have, do you have a website by by chance? I don't have a website right now. Um, I just want to stick with like the um, company that I currently use to do my, my one-on-one coaching through. And then once, you know, things become, once I need like an, once I need someone to help me with co- with booking everything, then I'll probably start a website and whatnot. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, that's all I got from a question standpoint. I know that we got a good hour's worth of uh, yeah. gems that we've dropped for all the people that want to know more about confidence, confidence with Brie. Yeah always a fun time appreciate you. you yeah thanks for hopping on and and uh being my i guess like my per- yeah your first podcast interview yeah um, which, thank you so much for having me yeah definitely uh want to get yeah definitely if you have a conscious spiritual podcast or just anything with relationships or anything with business even uh highly recommend brie because she's got a lot of great insight that she can share with you and uh, just make your shows a lot better. So uh, I think anybody would take a better show with you. So <laughs> thank you so much, Bree. I appreciate thank you, you for having me. Me.